One of the most important figures in Chinese history, and indeed world philosophy, was a great Chinese sage by the name of Shangzi. Shangzi lived approximately about 400-300 BCE, which means approximately the time of the beginning of Baisheni, about the beginning of the time of the second base Amigdash. And this Shangzi's book is one of the most important texts in Taoism, in the religion of Taoism. And in his book, there's an extremely famous parable. It's probably the most famous part of his book, where Shangzi writes that one night he went to sleep and he had a dream. He dreamed that he was a butterfly. He dreamt that he was flying around from flower to flower. And as he was dreaming, he felt free, blown about by the breeze, free in the wind, flying around. He was completely certain that he was a butterfly. But then he woke up and he realized that he had just been dreaming. But then Shuangzi asked himself the following question. Was I, Shuangzi, dreaming that I was a butterfly? Or maybe I'm really a butterfly now that's dreaming that I'm Shuangzi. How do I know which is my real reality? Am I really Shuangzi just having a dream that I'm a butterfly? But maybe I'm really a butterfly dreaming now that I'm Shangzi. And this parable, this anecdote, gives over what's known in philosophy. It demonstrates what's known as epistemological skepticism, which means in philosophy, when one really thinks in a deep way, is there anything we could absolutely be certain about? How do we know that anything exists? How do we know that we're not just dreaming? How do we know that we're not something else dreaming that we're who we think we are? Of course, famously, this quandary, this question led the famous French philosopher René Descartes to come up with his proof that at least we know we exist. Cogito ergo sum, I think, therefore I am. The fact that I have a consciousness means that I must exist at some level. But many philosophers don't agree with that. I mean, I'm sure many of you have seen the movie The Matrix. How do we know... How could we be certain that anything exists, that who we are is real? And to this day, philosophers have not yet come up with a resolution, with an answer to this quandary. And the truth is, within Judaism, especially within Hasidus, because we know Hasidus is based on the Baal Shem Tov's teaching of Achtos Hashem, of the true unity of God, meaning that God is the only thing that exists. So what about the world and everything in it? So there are... There were some tzaddikim that understood that really the world doesn't exist, that it's an illusion, that it's all just in our minds, so to speak. It's a big, huge illusion that God is making. The world doesn't really exist. We don't really exist. But we've learned before in the past that the Rebbe Maharash, Rebbe Shmuel of Lubavitch, the Rebbe Maharash said that, of course, the world exists. How does a Jew know? How can we talk and know the world exists? How do we know that we're not a butterfly? How do we know that it's not all just some imagination? As the Rebbe Marash said, because the Torah says, In the beginning, God created heaven and earth. So the Torah says that Hashem created the world. Hashem created heaven and earth and everything in it. And so we know that Torah is absolute truth. And Torah teaches us that the world actually exists. Hashem created it. But Hasidus goes on to say that it is true, however, that there is an illusion that we're living in. Not whether the world exists or not, not, not whether we're ourselves or not, 
But there is an illusion that we're stuck in, that we have to work hard and meditate to get out of this illusion. Because you might ask, if the Baal Shem Tov said, only God exists, so what is heaven and earth and everything in them? So, of course, the Baal Shem Tov taught that they're all rays, glimmers from the infinite light of God. Heaven and earth are a faint glimmer, a teeny drop from God's infinite light, but they're also nothing other than His manifestation, a way of God is revealing Himself. Really, everything we ever come into contact with is the light of God. His light fills all worlds, permeates every cell, every molecule of reality, but of course he infinitely transcends the world, and the ray of light that becomes our reality is within God at all times, like the ray of the sun before it leaves the sun, when it's just part of the sun, when all there is is the sun. The ray is there, but it's just part of the sun, and that's how we are within God. So the illusion of reality is that we have a separate existence. The sheker, the lie of this world is that it seems to be something other than God, that it seems to be an independent reality. In the language of Hasidus, it's called yeshus, feeling like a yesh, like a separate entity, but like as if one has an existence of oneself separate from God. That's the sheker. The world exists. God created heaven and earth. But the world is nothing other than his contracted, finite drop of his light. Really, only Hashem exists. That's the truth. And that that we feel like we're a yesh instead of an ayin. Really, we're an we're ayin. We're the divine nothingness. We're just rays of his light. That's what everything is. All of reality, every molecule, every sunset, every star. But the fact that we seem to be an independent reality, that's the sheker. That's the lie of this world. And this sheker, this falseness of this world, is why this world is called the darkest, lowest world. Because as opposed to all the spiritual worlds where they see the truth, all the angels see that they're just an emanation of godliness. But we don't see that all the world is just a lukus, that the world is just godliness. That's the sheker. That's why it's the darkest world. But dafka here, God wants to be his home. All of terror mitzvahs is that dafka in this world of sheker that has the illusion of being something else that seems to be something else. This is where God wants to dwell and that's what all of our meditation and meditating on Shema Yisrael Hashem Echad and Torah Mitzvahs, it's all about revealing the truth of this world. And in the words of the Baal Shem Tev, to change the sheker of this world to a keresh. The letters sheker is the same letters as the word keresh. What's a keresh? In this week's Parsha, Parsha's Truma, when we're told to make a Mishkan, a home for God, and of course the only difference between the Mishkan and the Beis Migdosh and the entire world is just the difference between potential and actual. The Mishkan was a place where God actualized His complete dwelling, but the whole world has not potential. Mashiach comes, God will dwell in the whole world like He did in the Mishkan. And what was the Mishkan made of? You will make the krushim, the boards, the planks of the Mishkan, standing vertically. You know, the Mishkan was the actual walls of the Mishkan was constructed of these large pieces of wood, large vertically standing boards of wood called krushim. The beams, the beams of the Mishkan were called krushim, keresh. 
And so the Baal Shem Tev taught, and the previous Lubavitch Rebbe spoke about this a lot in Basiligani, that the whole purpose of our lives is to change the Sheker to a Keresh, to change the lie of this world, to in fact understanding how the world is nothing other than God, and revealing that home of God in the world. And how do we do that? By feeling we're nothing other than godliness, nothing other than elokus, and thereby making a kesher, also the same letters. Kesher means a bond, tying the world to God, so to speak, and thereby making the world into krushim, into a keresh, how the whole world is nothing other than him. It'll be his home. When we change the sheker by making a kesher of this world to God and making the whole world into krushim, into beams, as a home for God. And then the illusion will stop and we will indeed wake up. Hayinu kecholmim, we will be like as dreamers, just like Shangzi. But the dream isn't that the world didn't exist. The dream is that we didn't feel that Einer Malvade, that all there is is Hashem.